0: "'and and scarred. "'The auctioneer thought it scarcely worth his while to, "'to waste much time on the old violin. "'But he held it up with a smile and... "'What am I bidding,
1: good folks?' he cried. "'Who will start the bidding for me?' "'A dollar.' "'A dollar, then two. Only two? Two dollars. Who will make it three? Three dollars. Once. Three dollars twice. Going for three. But no. From the room, far back, a gray haired man came forward, picked up the bow then wiping the the dust from the old violin and tightening the loose strings, played a melody, pure, sweet, sweet as caroling angels sing. The music ceased, and the auctioneer, with a voice that was quiet and low, said, What am I bid for the old violin? And he held it up with the bow. A thousand dollars? Who will make it two?
0: Two thousand, and who will make it three? Three thousand. Three thousand once. Three thousand twice.
1: And going and gone, said he. The people cheered, some of them
0: cried. We do not quite understand what changed its worth. Swift came the reply,
1: the touch of a master's hand.
0: Many a man, the life out of tune and battered and scarred with sin, his auction cheap to the thoughtless crowd, much like the old violin.
1: A mess of porridge, glass of wine, a game. He travels on. He is going, going once, going twice. He's going and almost gone the master comes. And the foolish crowd
0: never can quite understand the worth of a soul and the change that's wrought by the touch
1: of the master's hand. As I was praying this morning, This was not the program that I had scheduled
0: for today. But as I was praying, the Lord began to impress on my heart that there would be men and women who would be listening today, perhaps you,
1: that is battered and scarred with sin. And you're almost gone. The heartbreak of the past, the painful memories, perhaps the addictions, the hopeless nights, the sorrowful days. Oh, outside you might look brand new, but inside battered and scarred with sin. There is an ugliness about sin. There is a horrid, wretched smell associated with sin. Not
0: surprising that everywhere in the Scripture where spirits are spoken of, of the darkness, they're always referred to
1: as unclean spirits. Is your life
0: battered and scarred today? I don't mean the outside, I mean the inside. How are you inside? You feel like you have battled and battled and battled and yet you can't make progress in your life, you can't, Move forward, you can't Can't
1: begin to grasp that which your heart most desires. Is there a hunger in you today for Jesus Christ? Is there a hunger today in your heart for the touch of the Master? For a change. Are you tired of walking this path on the inside?
0: I know we cover it very well on the outside, but I'm talking today about what is it that's really going on?
1: Is your heart lonely? Are you desperate? Do you see that you're slowly going downhill? And the stench of
0: sin is about you. You keep going back to that same old sin. You keep making excuses. You keep lying to other people and saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. But in your inmost being today, are you really fine Are you washed clean? Are you dressed in robes of righteousness in your inner being today?
1: Or are you just putting in another day? The Holy Spirit told me that many of you who would listen today tuned in hoping to hear something, anything that could begin to bring healing to the sorrow of your inner heart and inner life. What draws my heart more quickly than anything else to a person? When I begin to see and understand The inner struggle
0: to be washed and made clean. And I begin to see through all of the sham of the outward appearance.
1: And I begin to see the desperate cry of the heart to be healed, to be restored. To be lifted up. To be told, I love you. To be told your life has a beautiful song that God wants to play. That things are not hopeless. That there is a way out. I'm praying that as you listen to the Word of God today, you will not bolster yourself with false
0: hopes of positive thinking, that you will not try to strengthen yourself one more time with human energy and human work,
1: but that you will finally say, Lord Jesus,
0: I need you. You may be a churched man. You may be a pastor. You may be a pastor's wife or a deacon
1: or an elder. You may be a very successful businessman. But in your heart, you're aching for something more. Your heart is saying, I can't hang on any longer. Pastor came to me. His life was broken. He didn't know which way to turn. And I said to him, why don't you
0: begin by just being honest about who you are? And recognize that you can never make your
1: wife happy. You can never make your church happy. And you were not called to make them happy. You were called to be a vessel of Jesus Christ. and he will come and fill you and heal you and restore you. I said to him, is your church centered on Jesus? He said, no. I said, well, what is your church centered on? He said, we're centered on on church growth. We're centered on
0: new avenues of reaching the lost. We're centered on social activities. We're centered on,
1: on our music program. We're centered on entertainment. And I said to him, What is your life centered on? That my life is centered on being successful. As a husband, as a father, as a pastor. My life is centered on being successful. I said, my dear brother, Your life is centered on sinking sand. As long as your first cry is to be successful, the Master will never touch your life. You are playing your own tune. You're dancing to your own music. The world is happy and comfortable, and you're dying. Because the only place you will find life is in Jesus Christ. What is your life centered in today? I see so many people, and I say to them, where are you going?
0: And they answer, but essentially it comes down to the doctor zeus book place of waiting they're waiting what are they waiting for or oh, they're waiting for their for their wife to retire or they're they're waiting for
1: someone or something they can't be free they can't do what god calls them to do because they're in the waiting place And they honestly believe that Jesus has them in that waiting place.
0: Well, I've spent my time in the waiting place, and I found it to be utterly unproductive. I found there's only one
1: person worth waiting on. That person is Jesus Christ.
0: And when I wait on Jesus Christ, it's prescriptive. It's the prescription he's written out for me while he deals with the sickness of my soul. And so it's not an empty waiting. It's not an idle waiting. It is a very active time of waiting, as he tells me, what it is that is poisoning my soul and what his prescription is for healing my soul.
1: Let me just be very straight and blunt with you, please. Jesus has a prescription for your life that will heal your heart and set your feet to dancing. Jesus has a prescription
0: for your life that will set you free and set your feet to dancing.
1: But you must take the prescribed medicine. Again, the only one worth waiting on is Jesus Christ.
0: And the waiting on Jesus will always be full of activity and action. And it is prescriptive discipline. It is prescriptive
1: suffering. It is a call to the deep. But he knows that if we immediately go to the deep, we will drown. because we are scarred and broken yet by sin. He needs to remove that sin from our heart. He needs to deepen us
0: in the work of the Spirit. He needs to heal the parts of our heart that have been utterly broken
1: by the wickedness of the devil. He wants to dress us in the complete armor of Jesus. He wants to set us free. So for one man, Jesus will come and say, You have a lust for money in your heart. You must give me that, that lust for money. For another, he will come and
0: say, you have a great desire to be people-pleasing. You want everyone to love you. You want peace at any cost, even if it means that you die. You're very pleasant to be about, but you're a liar because you have anger hidden in your heart that you're afraid to show. And I must
1: remove this from your heart. another person will be in that place of despair, loving despair, loving loving the things that are dark, filthy, unclean. Jesus holds us in that waiting place. Well, he deals with those issues.
0: Some of you have ambition. You have dreams. You've never been able to accomplish those dreams. You have a great talent in music, or you have a great talent in some area, but you've never realized that talent's success because the Lord keeps stepping in and blocking because he knows that if he allows you to go there, you'll be off to the race. And he will have no handle to try to bring
1: you into a place of discipleship. Can't trust you with success yet.
0: I've been in a place of waiting for now over 40 years. The Lord promised me when I was a child
1: what he would do in my life.
0: And I've been waiting for that to take place for 40 years. In my personal life, he had to deal with my impatience. He had to deal with my lust for success and to be accomplished. He had to deal with my
1: my fear. He had to deal with my anger and my disappointment. had to deal with my love of money. My love of beautiful cars. I started the ministry in a beautiful, brand new Mercedes-Benz. And I only expected to go up from there. He had to deal with me on the love of
0: beautiful things. Well, not that I don't appreciate the wonders that God has made and the beauty
1: involved in them. But he doesn't want any lust for beauty in my heart. He wants me to recognize that he is the beautiful one.
0: So I don't know what your place of, of waiting is, But if you were just waiting for the passage of time, you will not ever be released from that place of waiting and you will die there. There
1: must be an active recognition of the Master's hand in your heart as he tries to play a beautiful song in your spirit. Today I'm beginning to see
0: the unfolding of the majesty of Jesus in my life. I'm beginning to see the pieces that He promised to me many years ago, in their embryonic form, beginning to come together, and I know that revival is on its
1: way. It has shaped and disciplined and formed my heart. Can you say the same? Or are you just going to continue and be sold for $3? Now, with this issue of Needing to be touched by the Master's hand. There is in the scripture an understanding that begins to be shaped in the book of Genesis.
0: When we begin to understand what God was trying to set up at the beginning of time, there comes suddenly a, a realization to our hearts.
1: First, about who God is, and then about who we are. And it forms the basis for understanding that in the beginning, God... Scriptures say, in the beginning, God created heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless. And empty darkness was over the surface of the deep. Does that sound anything like your life?
0: The earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. Many of you today, I believe, are right at
1: that place. You're tired. You've
0: tried as hard as you can, and now you've finally just settled into existence. You think you're not worth much of anything.
1: You're too old, or you're too young, or you're too ignorant, or you don't have enough money. Or you're not married, or you are
0: married. You have children, or you don't have children. Whatever it is, you're bound and you can't be free.
1: Creation began with, with God. You will not have beautiful music played from your life until in the beginning God. Formless, empty, darkness, and then this most amazing statement. The Spirit of God was
0: hovering over the waters. I want to say very plainly to you today, the Spirit of God is hovering over your life, over the Darkness of your life, over the hopelessness of your life, the Spirit of God is hovering over your life.
1: Over the formless, empty darkness of your life, the Holy Spirit is hovering. And God said, Let there be light.
0: And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness.
1: The Holy Spirit wants to hover over your life today and he wants to separate the light from the darkness. He wants to speak into your life. He wants to touch your life. Now, in the book of Genesis, we have the book of beginnings. How old was the earth at this time? We really don't know. We don't know.
0: There could very easily have been a long period of time between in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth And then there was the description of the earth as formless and empty and the darkness over the surface of the deep. And then in time and space and history, the Holy Spirit came and began to hover over this dark, formless surface of the
1: deep. So there could be a considerable
0: amount of time between verse 2 and verse 3 when God said, let there be light, I can tell you today that God is hovering over your life, and he is hovering over your life by his Spirit for the purpose
1: of speaking light into your heart.
0: This broadcast is to tell you that right now, regardless of how long your life has been formless and empty and dark and confused, lonely, desperate, today the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that the Holy Spirit is hovering over your heart right now. Regardless of the depression, regardless of the fear, regardless of the hours and days and months of waiting, Today, right now, as you listen, the Holy Spirit is hovering over your life. And he is speaking to you and saying the waiting is over. The hopelessness is
1: past. God now wants to do something in you. He wants to do something new in you. Now, there's another word I want to introduce into this message. It is a vital word all through the scriptures, it is the word presence. In the Greek, it means face. For a face to come, where we see a face. We know that person is then present with us. Well, God has come to earth
0: in Genesis 1. There is no one on the earth swimming in the voidless waters.
1: There's no one swimming in the empty
0: earth. There's no light piercing the darkness of the surface of the deep. But the Holy Spirit comes and begins to hover over that
1: darkness. Holy Spirit has come to
0: hover over the sin of your heart that has kept you bound. The Holy Spirit has come to hover over the pain
1: of your heart. The Holy Spirit has come. Hover over the drunken wickedness of your soul. And he's come to say, let there be light. His coming is his presence. God's presence has come to you today. Will you let Hope explode in your heart that you don't have to remain formless and void and waiting and dying. Will you turn your face toward God's face? Will you turn your face toward God's face? Will you
0: not ignore the precious presence of God as He comes right now hovering over your life
1: to bring into your heart a new creation? Will you let Him create of you a new creature, a new person to be used in the
0: glorious paradise of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my garden of Eden. Jesus Christ is for me the tree of life. Jesus Christ is for me the Sabbath. It is Jesus present with me.
1: Will you be present with him? Will you turn your heart toward Jesus today?
0: Now you can keep your attention focused on the emptiness of your life and the formlessness of your hope. You can keep your eyes focused on the darkness.
1: Holy Spirit has come right now. He's hovering over you and he's calling you to turn your face toward him.
0: Some of you don't think you need to turn your face toward him because you have great intellectual knowledge. Frankly, I'm not
1: even talking to you today. I've come to save sinners, not the righteous. Isn't that what Jesus said?
0: A self righteous man or woman is so full of themselves and so full of their lies and so full of their coldness of heart, their lukewarmness,
1: so filled with a void of cheap grace. I'm not talking to you today. I'm talking to those of you who have great. Hunger in your heart to be face to face with Jesus Christ you're Tired of the games you're tired of the lies, you're tired of hiding, you're tired of fighting, you're tired, 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 and you have finally said, I need Jesus My heart is stirred with compassion for you. Holy Spirit is hovering over your life right now. And He's saying, Let there be light. On a much wider broader stage. God came to earth formless and void. In order to create a place where he could place his bride-to-be, remember, he is the creator God. And
0: there he begins to speak over the darkness, and there is light. He begins to speak over the waters, and he separates them, and he creates land. He begins to speak, and
1: things begin to change. I want you to hear me. Things will change in your life as you unashamedly turn your face toward Jesus. Ask Him to create in you a new heart and a new spirit. As you ask Him to
0: hover over the darkness of your life and bring forth a new creation, He will do so, and He will see that His new creation in
1: you is good. He created the living creatures. He created the trees and bushes. And finally, he said, Genesis 1, verse 26,
0: Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock over all the earth and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them.
1: And God blessed them. And he said, be fruitful,
0: increase in number, fill the earth, subdue it or tame it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And over every living creature that moves on the ground.
1: When God begins to hover over your life, He begins to bring forth
0: a new creation. Now, He is necessarily going to have to take time to do this. Over the formless void of the earth, He took seven days. That is, He took whatever time was necessary. Seven is a number of completion. God
1: has come to your life. Over my life, He's been hovering for more than 40 years, bringing forth a new creation, bringing discipline to my anger, removing the root of bitterness from my heart, has excised from my heart the desire to be. great, filled with ambition that's gone from my heart. He's removed from my heart the desire to please people rather than Him. He's put a song in my heart and joy in my spirit. He has kissed me with the kisses of His mouth. He's embraced me with strong arms. made of me a new creature. I'm trusting him to finish this work of new creation. Is still working in my life in magnificent ways. Touch of the master is a familiar touch in my heart. I love Jesus. He is everything to me. I love his church. I love his people. Why I often close this broadcast by saying, my brother, my sister, I love you. Wants to hover over your life. and he wants to bring forth a new creation. He wants the empty, bitter waiting to be over. All waiting before God is for the purpose of prescriptive judgment, suffering, and change that he could shape us into a form that he could use that will bring joy his heart and to ours. The bride of Christ,
0: dressed in white robes, without spot or wrinkle, righteous, made righteous, not declared righteous,
1: made righteous.
0: By the seventh day, God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all of his work, and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he had rested from all the work of creation he had done. The day will come when God will rest from the work he is doing in your heart, because he will look at it and he will say, It is good.
1: And then. all that God wants to accomplish will be done. Presence of God comes day by day, moment by moment. Even as it did in Genesis, shape us, form us, Remove from us the darkness, the emptiness, confusion. Is this something you want? Want Jesus? Do you want the confusion? And want to. Are you tired of of empty, waiting, fruitless struggle? Oh, you may be well along in climbing to the top of the pile. But what's at the top of the pile? Nothing. the world, it's the joy of the chase. And then retire with your retirement, and then pleasure yourself for a short time, and then you die. Nothing at the top. On the other
0: hand, Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, hovers over your life to create something of your life for eternity. So that for the person who is being hovered over by the Holy Spirit, there is a new creation that is being shaped and formed and molded. And this new creation is not to climb the pile of this world's success
1: for eternity to live and reign with Jesus Christ. Now the snake comes into the garden,
0: angry about Adam and Eve being in the presence of God. He is angry that God comes and walks in the cool of every day with Adam and Eve and fellowships with them. He's angry. He's jealous.
1: Rebelled against the Most High, determined that he will win the bride of Christ, destroy utterly all hope. So he comes flying to Adam and Eve. They're taken in by his beauty. They join the revolt against. And the Lord comes, his presence, looking for them, searching for them.
0: They hide in the bushes. Now remember, it was not Adam and Eve who hovered over the darkness. It was the Holy Spirit. It was God himself who came with his presence.
1: It was God who came and created paradise. It was this celestial serpent, the dragon, the devil, came in to seduce and destroy. So now, God begins to impose very selective prescriptive suffering for Adam and for Eve. For Adam,
0: he's going to have to leave his home. He's going to lose his source of food. And he's now going to have to go out and
1: work. Going to have to earn his bread by the sweat of his brow. And Eve is now going to have to give birth to children out of great pain and be subject to her husband. And then, worst of all, they're told that they came from dust and they will return to dust. Suddenly, death is introduced to them. They are
0: forced to leave the presence of God in the garden. It is the place where God would come and walk with them. It is the place of God's presence. But they have chosen to leave the place of God's presence. And we are their children. And so we have been born out of and away from the presence of God. And so our lives are formless and void and empty. Struggling with all of the wickedness of men's hearts.
1: And again, God comes in great mercy,
0: hovering over our lives, over the darkness and the formlessness of our lives, in order to bring forth a new creation.
1: His presence comes, begins to abide with us and it is all the work of God from start to finish righteousness, redemption it's all the work of God wants to bring forth something in your life Will you let him do? It? Will you turn from your darkness toward the face of
0: God, the presence of God? Will you allow, will you invite the Holy Spirit to hover over the painful parts of your heart, the wicked darkness of your life? Will you ask the Holy Spirit? To come and hover over you and will you turn your face toward his face
1: so that God can begin to bring out of you
0: what he so desires to bring that will deliver you from the clutches of this serpent who has tried to hold you captive?
1: He pray with Almighty God, you've come and picked up our lives like that. Master came and picked up the violin. And you want to play a sweet, sweet piece of music in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, today, we need your touch. We need your presence. Lord, come quickly. Touch us. Touch us today, Jesus.
0: Hover over our hearts and bring out of the confusion and the darkness all that will glorify your name. Make us into new creations, new creatures that lift up our hands and glorify your name and trust you. Utterly defeat the power of Satan in our hearts.
1: Defeat the sin, the discouragement, the hopelessness, the empty waiting. Lord, deliver us now by your love and your compassion. I pray in your holy name. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Ray Greenley, from the National Prayer Chapel. This is Pilgrim's Progress.
0: We're well along in the month and quickly we will need to pay for the radio bill and each month I come and I ask you please, if the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart, would you be generous with tithes and offerings? We don't do fundraising, we Function like the church, we pass the offering plate, except we have to do it on the air. So you can write to me with your tithe and offering at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. That's the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. And please go to our webpage. It's all new. Many, many messages are being posted every day. And that address is nationalprayerchapel.com. Nationalprayerchapel.com. I love you, my brother, my sister. Let the Spirit of God hover over your heart today and watch the wondrous glory he'll bring forth. God bless you.